Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Man, uh, we appreciate you jumping on with us, and I was kind of hoping, can you walk us through any of your thoughts or emotions throughout the fourth quarter, and did you feel that the team was going to win the game like a lot of folks in the Metroplex did? Well, absolutely. I mean, I just felt like we were going to come back there. I felt like, uh, you know, we were really getting our, our footing there and, you know, had a rough, you know, that first half could have been a lot worse than it was, and you know, we had done a. I uh, really felt like we were doing a good job there in the second half. I think we gave up, uh, you know, the seven points on a short field there in the second half, and that was about the extent of it. And but our defense made great adjustments, and you know, just felt like at some point we were going to make the plays we needed to on offense. We got the touchdown there on our short field after the turnover, and uh, then had a drive and got a field goal, which was uh, turned out to be good. And uh, you know, just really felt like we would make the plays that we needed to to uh, win the game. Do you feel like, Steven, the offensive line had a tough day yesterday? Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, you got to give – we knew coming in, San Francisco's got a really strong front, uh, front seven, and knew it was going to be physical. And, uh, you know, they pushed the pocket well uh, with their big guys at the tackles and, uh, you know, knew it was going to be a challenge. But – uh you know, it ended up being a, even a bigger one than we anticipated. To go along with that, is that behind the idea of why maybe Zeke was out there so much more than Pollard for protection reasons as well, or do you, do you feel that way? You know, we're we're just getting our hands around it uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what happened obviously when, a, when you're done, it's abruptly over yeah. uh, when you the playoff game. You know, to say we've really gone back and analyzed the game itself, there's been, uh, as you can imagine, a lot of things on the plate when you're uh, you're having your end-of-the-year meeting with your players and they're doing exit physicals, exit interviews. Uh, I, You know, I wouldn't necessarily say we've had a great chance to, looking back on it other than just what you saw firsthand, to really digest uh, all the thinking that went into the ballgame. How, how did you decompress immediately after – they said that the spike didn't get down in time and the game was over. Do you just kind of sit up there for a few minutes to take some time? Or what What did you do immediately after that? Well, I, you know, the only thing I can say, it's hard to even remember. You're in shock that your season's over. And, uh, you know, we felt like, uh, you know, that uh, Dak got the, the ball down and uh, should have gotten the ball down. Obviously, some challenges there with, you know, with the spotting of the ball and, uh what went on with that, but, uh, you know, it's something they work on. Uh, I know Mike and Dak described it. Uh, we work on it in practice. And, you know, it went ac- just according to script, and certainly we were trying to get in there rather than throw a Hail Mary uh, to try to get in there and being able to, you know, run a football play that you can, you know, make a 25-yard shot if, uh, if we get someone open. So, you know, obviously totally understand the thinking behind it, but you're just uh, – you know, at the end of the day, to have such a, you know, a really nice season, to have it end so abruptly, and certainly a, so disappointing not to get that, uh, you know, that bear off our back in terms of uh, our success in the playoff has uh, certainly been few and far between, and, uh, you know, not get something done this year was, uh, you know, it's disappointing. Disappointment manifests itself in a lot of different ways for different people. For a lot of folks in AT&T Stadium, or for, I should say, not a lot, for some at AT&T Stadium by the tunnel started throwing things at the refs. What are your thoughts about that? 
that's just unfortunate. I mean, that's not uh, the way uh, I see our fans. I think we're we're class act, and uh, I just think there's no place for things like that. Uh, I understand people being frustrated, but I don't understand, uh, you know, throwing things uh, onto the field where people could get injured. Uh, there's just no place for that. So, Stephen, when it comes to C.D. Lamb's day, one catch for 21 yards, we were kind of told going into the game the biggest weakness of the 49ers can be their secondary. Why was it so tough to get C.D. Lamb the ball yesterday? You know, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing, and like I said, we really hadn't had a chance to really digest the game like we normally would have uh, at this point. Uh, but it just, uh, you know, obviously Dak was having to rush uh, to get the ball out. And, uh, you know, we weren't able to sit in there and, you know, give some of our players time to get open down the field because of, uh, you know, the the pressures we were getting. And hats off to the 49ers. They did a good job. They also came with some, uh, you know, some pressures, uh, you know, in addition to their normal, uh, you know, their normal four-man rush that, uh, you know, certainly uh, gave us some problems uh, on the face of it. So, uh you know, a lot of that was the uh, pressure that Dak was under, and we were forced to, you know, get rid of the ball in short order. You made reference to this earlier. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more for people who don't get to see this side of football, who don't know about the logistics of it, is what happens at the star today? Oh, well, uh, like I said, I mean, uh, you have a team meeting bright and early. Uh, Jerry and Mike uh, both spoke at it, and then uh, – you know, the, uh, you know, our operational staff uh, get up and walk them through, uh, you know, what their schedule is going to be like in terms of uh, exit interviews with their position coaches, coordinator, and then ultimately the head coach. And, uh, uh, and then, of course, they all have their exit physicals. Uh, so, it's a, you know, it's a tough time. I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, in the NFL, uh, the way this works, I mean, it's going to, you know, they'll be – you know, 15 to 25 new faces next year. So uh, it's a great group of men, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, they had a really nice season, earned the number three seed. We just, uh, you know, we, we weren't able to get over the hump in the playoffs. And that's, uh, as I said, that's disappointing. Steven, you led the league in a lot of positive categories. The one negative was uh, penalties yesterday, 14 penalties accepted. Can you talk about how tough it was just to, be as disciplined as you needed to be this year to ultimately go further, which didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have that number of penalties on you, it's going to, it's going to challenge you. I mean, it's hard enough in this league uh, to have success and execute moving the football, um, much less give you the challenges that come with, uh, you know, the, the, the pre-snap penalties, uh, the holdings, uh, you know, those type of things you know, are hard to overcome in this league, especially in playoff football where you're uh, obviously playing another team that's uh, had a successful year. And, uh, you know, it just makes it all the more difficult to have success. And, you know, I, it's uh, not unlike the turnover battle. If you show me a team that's, uh, you know, highly penalized in a game versus one that's more middle of the road, you're, you're certainly uh, presenting a challenge to win the football game. Steven, as a former player, and I'd have, let's say, a difficult game, I'd always have trouble sleeping, and when i maybe close my eyes, then another thing would pop up. If this thing would have gone different or if I would have made this pitch or executed that, uh, as a, a guy who somewhat runs the team, uh, when you lay your head down last night, 
What are you going over? What are you thinking about uh, when that game ends? And you're trying to go to sleep, but I'm going to assume, just like me, it's kind of impossible to really get a good night's rest after that. Well, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing, you know, that I play back is that, uh, you know, after we settled in on defense, we played a lot better, uh, especially the second half of the football game. You know, I don't think they punted in the first half. Uh, you know, kicked you know kicked field goals uh, successfully, and I got the touchdown. But uh, other than the short field touchdown they had in the second half, you know, you you say, hey, we we did what we needed to do, and you know, you're not going to win a lot of games in the NFL scoring 17 points. And you know, the biggest thing you you look at is look at this offensive football team, and uh, you know, how could we have done done better? In, in terms of execution and, you know, getting another touchdown on the board, which obviously wins the game for you uh, if you get that done in this particular game. So, you know, that's that's the hard part of it. But, uh, you know, uh, one thing that Jerry said, which was real interesting, is he said sometimes <laughs> I want to do this sometimes, although you don't want to send negative vibes. You just want those players to feel what that meeting felt like this morning. And so they know, hey, do anything and everything we can uh, to avoid an abrupt finish to the playoffs and uh, or to the season. And certainly uh, it's an interesting comment that, uh, boy, it just really sinks in. And you can see it in their faces, our players' faces, our, our coaches' players' uh, faces. It's, uh, you know, it's just uh, a lot of pain, a lot of aching uh, going on today in terms of uh, this football team. How do you balance in the days and weeks ahead how much you guys like Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore versus their opportunity to advance? Like, are you trying to say, hey, let's do whatever we can to keep them? Or are you like, well, hey, if somebody offers you a head coaching job, like, by all means. Well, at the end of the day, it's real hard to keep, uh, you know, keep people from taking a head football coaching opportunity. I mean, they're hard to come by. And, uh, you know, there's a big difference uh, between being a coordinator and a head coach. And uh, uh, certainly we understand uh, they deserve it. Uh, they've had a, you know, their full body of work was a, a very successful season. And, you know, Dan Casey's had uh, a success as a head coach. So, you know, that, that just comes with the territory. And we just will have to uh, roll up our sleeves and, and work with them. We've got great relationships with both men. And, uh uh, we'll just work uh, with them as they uh, navigate these waters. And uh, and as we do that, we'll be thinking about, uh, uh, you know, what the future holds for uh, for the Cowboys as well. Obviously, that'll be first and foremost. Now, I mean, obviously part of that future, and I don't know what you can say, what you want to say, but are you of the belief or are you confident that Mike McCarthy will continue to lead this team next season? Absolutely. Very confident. And then, Stephen, last year, at the end of the year, you made no bones about it. You had to improve the defense and most likely through the draft. Uh, you know, talking to you today and watching this team struggle at the end, do you feel like you're going to concentrate in the draft on offense and then specifically offensive line? Too early to really say uh, just yet, in my opinion. I mean, obviously we had some real uh, highs on the offensive side of the ball. We were still one of the more – you know, uh, you know, higher-ranked offenses in the league. Uh, we certainly had uh, points, especially in the second half of the season where we struggled. Uh, but it's just way too early to say, you know, offense, defense, uh, way too early to get involved uh, 
and uh, where we might focus. The biggest thing is you know how strongly uh, we feel as an organization that you do have to uh, build through the draft. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, uh, you know, a great nucleus uh, to build on here of young players. And uh, certainly uh, just added to that this year with a player like Micah. Uh, really, uh, you know, when Kendall Joseph got his opportunities, he stepped up. Uh, Osa played well. Uh, Chauncey uh, got some great, uh, uh, great experience out there. So, you know, a lot of great, uh, good young guys to build off of. But uh, uh, we'll certainly, as we uh, move forward, we'll be evaluating our football team and uh, certainly what's available in the draft. But it's uh, real difficult for us with uh, where we are uh, under the cap. Uh, you know, obviously, with now we're paying a, a franchise quarterback. We're, uh, you know, paying several several players. So it's real difficult for us to make any big, big, big moves uh, in free agency. Is that but we will we will use free agency as we always have to, you know, to find the right value and hopefully fill the need so it allows us to cut and shoot in the draft just like it did. Uh, we were able to feel good about picking Micah, even though we felt like we had two good young linebackers in uh, Jalen and Leighton. Definitely hear what you're saying on that front. Does it make it any easier with the salary cap kind of jumping back to like those pre-COVID expectations? I don't know that I follow that question. Like, like with the salary cap jumping up from 182 this past year back up to 209, which is where people thought it was going to be before COVID hit. Does that make it any easier to maybe make free agent moves? No, I mean, you know, that's built into most of these contracts. Okay. And, uh, you know, as we start to – where there's no question, uh, you know, that we're going to have our challenges uh, with the salary cap. And I don't see a, a major acquisitions buying through free agency. We, that's just not the way, you know, we feel in terms of uh, the best way to uh, build a football team. And uh, we just feel like it's buying through the draft and, you know, to pay your uh, homegrown talent, which uh, – you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, the encouraging thing is, is we do have uh, a lot of good young players that are going to be coming up that we'll have to make some decisions on. And uh, certainly we've got some guys that we've paid that will, uh, you know, that we've, uh, you know, it's a it's a homegrown football team. And, you know, that hadn't changed. We feel strongly that that's a way to build a team. Well, Stephen, I want to thank you for today and this year. We had a lot of good times, a lot of wins. I know today – Stinks for us. It stinks for you. It stinks for the players. But we appreciate you coming on, answering the questions, and uh, we were really hoping that we'd be talking about playing Tampa Bay uh, yeah. today. And I'm sure you were too. But man, uh, thanks. It stinks, and I know it probably hurts you guys the most. Well, uh, y'all are class acts, and I've enjoyed the year as well. And you couldn't set it any better. It, it's painful. It aches, and. Uh, this is tough because, as you know, we had high expectations for this team. And uh, But uh, I've enjoyed the year with you, man. Thank you very much. Good, sir. We look forward to next season as well. Thank you, guys.